This episode is brought to you by Fortis et Fidelis, honoring the brave and faithful service of our fallen. The free will never forget. Hey everyone, Raiden here. And if you haven't heard, we were recently named one of the top 25 military veteran hosted podcast by podcast magazine and i just want to take this time to thank you all for your support not only with this podcast but also in supporting our brand fortis et fidelis and in helping us create and provide memorial coins for families of the fallen so i appreciate y'all until then enjoy this episode thanks What's going on, everyone? Welcome to another episode of the Brave and Faithful podcast. Uh, today, I have a very special guest with you guys. Um, very excited for this because I know you guys will benefit greatly from this episode. Um, I have none other than the uh, military to millionaire founder. Uh, he's also an active duty Marine, uh, Mr. David Perry. What's going on, David? Not much, brother. I appreciate this. We've been uh, it's a long time coming. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, David, so for our listeners who probably haven't heard about you, uh, can you just tell us a little bit about your service and what you're what you're doing now? Yeah, I've been in for 12 years. I do logistics stuff, primarily motor transport guy in the Marine Corps. So I've kind of been all over the world. Uh, did a little bit of this, a little bit of that, some recruiting, you know, mm-hmm. uh, nothing super exciting or crazy. I mean, there's been some good times, but nothing like uh, super stand out about my time in the military. And then, uh, in, but in 2015, somebody handed me the book, Rich Dad, Poor Dad, which a lot of people have read. And I just kind of got into real estate investing slowly. I bought a duplex. I realized that it worked and I was like, I'm going to buy another property and then I'm going to buy another property. And then, you know, if you fast forward five years later and I'm planning on going reserves here in the near future to take everything full time because it's done very well for me. And I'm just, you know, about two years ago, I just kind of started documenting what I was doing. I was writing down like, oh yeah, today I learned about this and Mm -hmm. here's what it is. And just kind of like to reiterate my learning, I would write out what I was doing, what I was learning, whatever. And I don't, I guess it it kind of caught on. People liked it and it slowly morphed into now I have a YouTube channel. Now I have a podcast. Now I have what's next. And, uh, and then over the last year, I've kind of been a little bit more intentional with that and it's gotten to watch it grow. It's been pretty fun. It's awesome, man. So how long have you been in the Marine Corps? 12 and a half years, 12 and a half years. Um, and then you kind of just skimmed over it a little bit, but you say you, you just bought a duplex. Uh, can you just tell us a little more? Um, because not a lot of people know that you can use your VA loan uh, up to four units. Can you just yeah, tell us so- a little bit more about that? I actually did not use my VA loan. I used an FHA loan because my lender talked me out of using the VA loan, which was just terrible. Right. So I'm, I'm actually, that's part of why I started writing all this because I realized like a lot of people were just getting bad advice, myself included, Mm -hmm. and I should have used the VA loan and I could have used the VA loan. Yeah. You can use the VA loan up to four units. Um, and you can, so what you can do is what I, you know, it's called house hacking, but like the VA house hack, let's say you buy a fourplex and you rent out three of the other units and they cover your mortgage. And so you paid zero down for this house and now your tenants are paying off your mortgage and you're living for free or almost for free. 
And so then you can save a lot more money, especially if you're still getting BAH, you can save all that extra money and you can reinvest that. And it's like the fastest way to kickstart your uh, investing journey. It's awesome. Yeah, that's, that's awesome, man. Um, you know, I've just recently within the past year or so, I just started learning more and more about this and, uh, just starting telling all my sellers, <laughs> make sure they take uh, advantage of this opportunity. And uh, you're one, li- you're a living example of uh, the you know person that is taking advantage of all that stuff. Um, and so, how long were you doing that? You said 2015 you started. Yeah, 2015 I bought a duplex, and then I bought some raw land in 2016. I bought a 10 unit in 2017. I bought. Uh, <laughs> Uh, a 40 unit as well, but that was on a lease option and we ended up uh, terminating the contract and, and not executing that. Uh, 2000, where are we at? 2018, I didn't buy anything. 2019, I bought, uh, and now I'm losing my mind, uh, duplex, I think. Yeah, yeah, duplex. And then uh, 2020 so far, a duplex and a um, partnered on a big 146 unit apartment deal. I have a small, small ownership percentage and uh, currently under contract on like another five. So, you know, within the next two months, hopefully I'll have uh, like 20 units solo or with a partner and then um, a partner on a big apartment deal. And most of my expenses covered, which is exciting. That's awesome. And then uh, you were talking about earlier as well. You plan on transitioning here soon uh, before you hit 20 or? Yeah, I'm going to enter the reserves at 13 years and I'm going to finish out in the reserves. I, not to say that I couldn't do active duty or, or anything. It's just my wife wants, you know, people want to be home and I kind of want to focus on building my, my brand and my business. I've seen a lot of potential there. And I, I think that if I take it full time, it'll be an opportunity to help a lot of people. And so Mm -hmm. I think if I go reserves, then I still get the pension. I'll still get the benefits just down the road and I'll have more time to work on everything. And then um, the military to millionaire, um, you know, when you read that, man, that's, that's pretty catchy, you know, um, you know, people are like, oh, what's that about? How did you come about with this name and this brand? And you say you started documenting about two years ago. Is that how it started or? Yeah, uh, about two, well, probably two and a half years ago now. Um a friend of mine was telling me, you know, hey, like I was thinking about starting a blog. I didn't really know what to write about. So he's like, why don't you just write about like real estate, like while you're in the military, like what you're doing, just document what you're doing. Mm. I was like, yeah, okay. Um, I can't take any credit for the name. Actually, I came up with a bunch of names for a potential website and I shot them out to all my friends on Facebook and they all got shot down. And my buddy Joel was the one who came up with the military to millionaire name and, uh, yeah. So he was like, why don't you try this one? I'm like, yeah, okay. That's kind of catchy. And then I, I threw that in with all the other options that I had mm-hmm. and it was like damn near unanimous. Everyone's like, yeah, but unfortunately militarymillionaire.com, someone owns it. They don't actually use the website, but I can't find out who owns it. Like nobody, I can't track the guy down and then no one, I can't buy the domain anywhere for, um, so, and then military to millionaire, was taken at the time. Now it's open. I don't know. I might buy that domain, but right now it's from military to millionaire, which is a little bit long. Um, still catchy and it's mm-hmm. all about the journey. So. Yeah. Um, I kind of had the same similar experience where I had a brand where somebody had the, the name, but, but they weren't using it. Right. Um, but you know, that didn't really, that didn't stop you. You didn't, you, 
you know, what's, what's a lesson learned, I guess, from what our audience can take from that? Uh, just persistence. I mean, you know, maybe exactly what you want to brand is taken, but I mean, it's less important what your brand, I mean, I could have stopped everything and like tried to find this guy and spent thousands of dollars on militarymillionaire.com. But yeah, like, yeah, okay. My domain's a little bit long, but who cares? It's, it's more important to start throwing stuff out there in the content world than it is to have everything perfect. I mean, even, yeah. even Gary Vaynerchuk talks about it, like documenting over creating, just get stuff out. Yeah. Because you'll, there won't be a time where it's perfect for you to put everything out. You just, yeah. And you're, you're not going to be Joe Rogan or Tom Bill you on your first, you know, yeah, most first definitely. Month, right? like, <laughs> just get it out there. That's a great point, man. So, um, you know, and start and people don't realize too. Uh, I was reading your website. You own a real estate company as well. I well, I mean, I guess technically that's my. I have like four different LLCs. So let's. Oh, okay. I have uh, uh, one that holds all my properties. One that is a like purchase and like an acquisition property as far as like uh, wholesaling deals or flipping deals, and then I have uh, one for the website and one that's a partnership LLC. Um, so I say real estate company, it's, it's more or less just like those, like the, the fact that I have companies that do, it just sounds more professional. <laughs> That's awesome. Man. Than saying, so, yeah, I buy properties, which sounds yeah. kind of scammy. So <laughs> spammy. Yeah. Um, yeah. For those of you guys that are just tuning in, uh, talking to, to David Perry, he is the, uh, owner of from military to millionaire. Um, make sure you guys reach out to him. Um, so David, um, you know, how has your time in the military helped you prepare to, uh, what you're doing now? That's a good question. I think one of the biggest benefits from being in the military and then getting into like real estate or really any kind of job entrepreneur type thing is that you're decisive. And so the military helps you become very decisive. They kind of ingrain this like, Hey, look, any action is better than no action at all. Like you need to go, 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 just take it. Just, Hey, you're going to fail sometimes, but go for it. And that's extremely beneficial in like business world, right? Like if you, if you, you know, if you set yourself up to um, fail, like more often than not, you know, you're going to achieve some, some level of success by taking those risks or going out there and, and making decisions. And I've seen a lot of people miss out on opportunities with real estate because they won't make a decision to buy. They, Oh, well, what about this? Oh, what about that? Nah, I don't know if these numbers yeah. are right. You know? And so being able to take that decisive action and, and go for things is huge. And then also like the military gives you the ability to take risks is probably the best way to say that because your, your housing is like, if I lose everything right now, I could just, I could reenlist and right. I got yeah. housing covered, medical covered, dental covered, you know, food covered, whatever, like I'm good. And my family's covered. Um, so I can afford to take a few more risks right now than I probably will be the first few years I'm out of the military because like, I'm totally secure. If everything fails, I'll, I'll be okay. You know, if you're starting from scratch and you don't have a job like that, you can't afford to take those huge, huge risks because it one thing that wipes you out and you're like totally done. So I think that's another big piece is being able to be decisive and being able to take some, some, you know, not like risk of ruin, but some decent risks. Yeah. And I mean, yeah, it's funny, you know, as you were talking, um, you know, the military kind of teaches us to be comfortable in uncomfortable situations. Right. 
but when we do start feeling comfortable, um, you know, where we're at, we tend not to leave that comfort. Um, and that's, that's kind of like a mistake because, um, with comfort, with comfort comes, uh, complacency and, uh, you know, you don't really grow from that. No. Yeah. Complacency kills. Yeah. Um, that's, that's 100% correct, man. Um, so in your second service and your real estate, uh, investing and in your company and, uh, from military to millionaire, what's been, I guess, one of the most difficult situations or experience you've experienced and how did you overcome all this? Hmm. Well, I mean, I have a very limiting belief or had at least for a while, uh, the limiting belief being imposter syndrome, like, Oh, who am I to teach that? Who am I to, you know, no one's going to listen to me. I'm not an expert on anything. Nobody wants to, you know, and I would get in my head and I would stop myself from doing things. Yeah. And so that's been a, a definite learning process is realizing that, yeah, people, people will listen to you. People do enjoy talking to you. People will like, you are knowledgeable. You're more knowledgeable than this person, like, and you're transparent and you're, and like actually being able to get out there and, and say things, you know, publicly without judging myself. Right. I'm my harshest critic. Another thing like the more tangible end is learning to take the modicum of or modicum uh the phrase trust but verify out of the military and utilize it in my own life Hmm. and i've screwed myself by trying to be more hands-off than i should be Uh, for example i lost thirty thousand dollars on a house flip because uh i mean there were a lot of reasons there were a lot of variables but all of it can be boiled down to i trusted the guy and I didn't set up enough ways to verify that everything was going the right way. I wasn't, you know, not that you need a camera in the property, but I didn't have a camera in the property. I didn't have the right person checking on the property. So they couldn't verify if the work was done correctly. They could see that there was drywall up, but they didn't know if it was done right because they didn't know enough to know that. Um, money wasn't kept in escrow. So it was being paid out. Like I was, I was sending checks based on like, oh yeah, he said this, this, and this is done. My person went by and said it looks done rather than like, having my my property manager go by and physically hand him the check after she inspected everything and so there were just a lot of things that i could have done better so i think those are probably the two two biggest pieces uh, one is just believe that yes you, what you have is worth sharing and people will appreciate it and two is is trust but verify even when it's outside of the military like no one wants to be a micromanager but hey right. you know it's not micromanaging if it's just making sure things are done right way yeah, I think I mean that's important. You got to make sure who you're working with, like you said, trust and verify. Make sure they're credible, um, and they have a good track record as well. Um, it's crazy. You, now you can't really um, willy nilly all this nowadays. You know what I mean? No. Um, so, going through the talking about your most difficult situations and all that, what's been the most rewarding so far that you've experienced and your second service helping people buy houses right and so so i'm licensed and so one of the things that i can do i've not actively sold any real estate but i i can refer people to an agent or a lender who actually knows what they're doing right so i i alluded to it earlier that i got you know i got talked into using the fha loan instead of the va loan because the lender didn't really know what they were doing and that mistake has cost me ten twelve thousand dollars maybe more by now in uh, you know a down payment I didn't have to pay, 
private mortgage insurance I didn't need to pay, mortgage premiums that I didn't need to pay, or mortgage, uh, you know, anyway, all kinds of unnecessary crap, plus probably a worse rate, right? And there's no way to quantify that, but probably ten dollars to $12,000 over the last four or five years that I have paid in mortgage dues that I didn't need to pay. And so one of the things that I've been able to do is kind of start building out to where I have this network of like lenders or, and, or, or not realtors and lenders across the nation where I can just introduce people, right? And I have seen firsthand, you know, 10, 15, 20 people that we've connected across the country buy a house that I'm like, oh man, I wish I'd bought that. Like there's a guy who bought a house here in San Diego. Like I, I literally like recommended, hey man, you should use this agent. He's the best. And he buys this house and I'm like, why, why didn't I buy that house? That's <laughs> awesome. And it's in my backyard. Like I should have been looking for that. Like, I don't, you know, I'm, I'm like kicking myself because the deal this kid found, I'm like, man. Um, so I think the most rewarding piece is like just educating people on the VA loan, educating people on what you can do with your, your loan, with your assets, with your income and how to turn that into, you know, without like taking on exorbitant amounts of risk, but how to turn that into net worth and, and stuff, cash flow going forward. And then seeing people do it, it's been really cool to help some people make, uh, you know, just get started on the right path. And it doesn't have to be anything crazy like buying a house, right? It could just be, you know, one of my Marines the other day asked me to help him tweak his TSP allocation to make it a little bit more effective for what he wants to do and or how much he's putting in there and contributing. And like, that's a little tiny seemingly thing, but long-term that's going to amount to a lot. And uh, so it's just been really cool to be able to help some of those, correct some of those things that I, I messed up when I was young. What made you get started and just learning more about these, like the TSP and real estate in general? Well, I mean, like I said, I, I read the book, Rich Dad, Poor Dad, then I started reading a bunch of other books. But when I really kind of got stuck or hooked into the financial bug, uh, I started doing some deep dives and doing more homework and realizing everything I'd messed up or what I could have done better or yada, yada. And I ended up, I voluntarily went to the command financial specialist training that the Marine Corps does. And it's like a week long course where they teach you about all these things. And that gave me a pretty broad overview of like, oh man, I, I didn't know that. I didn't know this. Oh, that's really useful. And then I took those things that I didn't really know. And I was like, I'm going to write articles on this. And mm -hmm. so that forced me to do a lot more research and learn a lot more about that. And so over time, it's just kind of been like this growing, you know, like base of knowledge where you know, I started out just knowing basics on how to analyze a duplex. And then now it's much more extensive than that because I've just, you know, try to read a book on audible on my commute or read a, listen to a podcast on my commute or, uh, you know, whatever that little step is to make sure I'm learning at least something every day. That's key. Learning something every day. Um, so, you know, our listeners right now and be like, David, I got it, man. Um, I really want to get into real estate. I really want to be uh, financially healthy for my, for me and my family. Uh, can you give them like an actionable step that they can take right now uh, uh, towards that? Mm. Yeah. The first thing is figure out, I hate to say budgeting, but figure out where you're spending money that you don't need to be and then redirect that money into an account to start investing with. Mm. So let's say you go out to eat. 10 times a month, maybe you just cut that down to once a week or, you know, once, I don't know, twice every other week, whatever you want to do, like four or five times a month. 
And that's depending on where you live, that could be a lot. Like if you're a family of four, uh, cutting out five meals out a month is like 500 bucks in California. Yeah. And if you take that $500 and you put it into an account that you can invest with, that's $6,000 a year that you can play with. Uh, and that little tiny step of just saying, Hey, you know, we're going to just buy dinner at home instead of eating out these five times that $6,000 a year compounds very quickly. You know, if that's 10% interest, that's 14,000 seven years later, and then it's 28,000. And then it's, you know, it goes up very quickly. Yeah. And so I think that's big. I think the house hack is a great, great, great strategy for anybody looking to get into like real estate specifically, because you can try to like use my hands here, but um, you learn how to, you learn how to be a landlord and you get experience with rentals and you get some of the tax benefits and you get all these other benefits and you get to like live for free or, or close to it much cheaper than you would if you bought a place or were renting a place. But it's also not as scary, right? Like buying an yeah. investment property sounds really daunting, but buying a house that you're going to live in and just rent the other side of the duplex, like that's not daunting. Everybody buys a house. That's normal. So it's like psychologically, it's a lot easier to buy a duplex or a triplex or a fourplex and rent out bedrooms or even just a really big house and have roommates than it is to, you know, buy a rental property out of state. So I think house hacking is a really, really great strategy because then you cut your living expenses. I mean, you could in San Diego, you know, if I was able to live for free here, that's $3,100 in BAH that, I mean, that's $18,000 and some change that I can $19,000 and some change that I can save every year to reinvest. And if I do that and don't eat out five times, then, you know, it's like, it adds up real quickly. You can actually do very well in the military. If you just don't grow into your expenses and just take a little bit every month to pay your, pay your investment fund with before you spend it. Yeah. I think that's a, uh, that's a great um, first step. Um, even just like you said, uh, you know, cutting down on how many times you eat, um, eat out a month or a week or whatnot. Uh, you see, and you see where that, where that money's going. Um, and then like you say, like you mentioned, if you're single right now, I wish I could have done this like house hacking. Um, if you don't have a family, you should really look into that, especially if you're in the military and you can use that VA loan to basically, uh, you know, rent out rooms in, in the house that you buy and just live for free. Um, it's a great, great uh, idea. And um, I recommend if you are single in the military uh, and you can't, you know, you, you'll be able to afford it because of VA loan, uh, go that route if you're trying to get into uh, real, real estate investing. Um, so again, guys, if you're joining in, talking to David Parrott from, from military to millionaire, um, one question I did have, I saw earlier, what is the war room, man? Can you explain to the people, uh, what that is? It's a mastermind. Yeah. Yeah. Without at the, at the risk of sounding self-promotional, I will answer your question. Um, so the war room is a mastermind group that we set up for service members and veterans. It's, it's only service members and veterans. I've, I've even turned away some like personal friends because they didn't serve. And I'm like, sorry, man, this is our group. Um, so it's, it's growing. It's 65 ish members right now. And what it is, is it's a accountability group. It, it, you know, we, we geared it towards entrepreneurs, but it seems like the vast majority of people in the group are real estate investors. And so we do like a, once a month, we bring in a guest speaker. We've had everyone from, um, we've had 
tax professionals, we've had lenders, we've had, uh, you know, all kinds of real estate niches. We even had David Osborne come and speak to the group who he wrote tribe of millionaires and the miracle morning for millionaires. And he's, uh, very, very well off. And then, uh, so we have a guest speaker once a month and then we split people up into groups of five or six. And then that group of five or six, the little squad meets weekly and does an accountability call where you talk through goals, your high point from the last week, uh, someone's in the hot seat. So for like 30 minutes, they get kind of grilled on their goals and, and they get to ask a bunch of questions and get feedback from the group. And so what it does is it, it holds you accountable to achieving your goals. It helps you figure out what those goals need to be to accomplish what you want to do and help you improve on stuff. And then it recommends, we recommend books, we bring in speakers and we do, uh, well, when COVID's gone, we do get togethers. Um, and so it's just a place, it's a group, basically we created a community for service members and veterans to come together and talk about entrepreneurship, real estate, personal finance, and really benefit off the knowledge of the group. And it's actually, it was kind of started on like jealous, uh, not jealous, but like selfish, like, man, I just want to hang out with some people who are like-minded yeah. and uh, it's grown quite a bit. It's actually probably one of the coolest things I've ever been a part of. So I, I am a fan, but yeah, that's the, the long answer to uh, super short. Yes. It's a mastermind group. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome, man. It's great to hear. And like, like you said, you are pretty much, I mean, going back to that quote, you're the five average, you're the average of the five people that you, uh, you meet and talk to. Right. Yeah. Um, so it's very important guys. Um, if you know, you have uh, big dreams and, you know, entrepreneurial or you want to start real, whatever you want to do. Uh, it's important that you are around like-minded individuals uh, that can help you grow and excel and help you push you towards accomplishing your goals. So uh, make sure you guys check that out. Uh, the war room mastermind. Uh, so uh, David coming up on the, uh, the end of the first segment here, uh, what's one thing you want our listeners and viewers to take away from this episode? Your income's not the problem. There's this, this idea that service members don't get paid a lot and that that's why they don't have money. The problem is that your expenses are the problem. I know several people who became millionaires in the military. I'm getting closer to that number myself and not there yet. Like this isn't a brag, like definitely not there. <laughs> um, but I know people who've done it very quickly in the military, both the enlisted side, the officer side. And so it's doable, right? Like your income's not the problem. How can, you know, someone who makes a hundred thousand dollars a month or a year become a millionaire in 10 years and someone who makes a hundred thousand dollars a, a year be broke in 10 years, right? Like it's, it's your expenses. It's what you choose to prioritize and spend your money on. And so if you prioritize and spend your money and you pay yourself first a little bit every month and you, you build that up, you know, don't sit around saying, Oh man, I don't get paid enough. Like do a little homework, spend a little bit less money. You can build wealth very quickly in the military. I, I know some, I mean, some of the, the people that I know in, that have done stuff, like there's some incredible people in the military doing some really big things and it's just kind of baffling. Um, you're like, holy crap. And that goes for anyone like blue collar, you know, whatever, like it's not just military, right? If you're blue collar, if you're what, like you make $10,000 a year and you're not rich. Okay. Got it. But you can, you know, save 10 bucks a week or 10 bucks right. a month. Like it'll add up slowly if you just get in the habit. Right. And I heard this quote once. It's like, you don't get rich and then learn how to manage your money. You learn how to manage your money and then you get rich. So yeah. don't have to manage a lot. You just need to start managing it. Yeah. Oh man. That's, that's key right there because, um, not a lot of people, uh, 
take that into consideration. And now a lot of people are wise with their money, uh, especially in the military, because like going back to the comfort thing, you know, we get paid every two weeks, uh, that, that paycheck comes in. Um, and then after that, you know, people are, you know, they waste it and they live paycheck to paycheck. And that's the problem. And that's a great point that you brought up. Just make sure you learn how to pay yourself first and invest, uh, invest what you have. Um, great point, man. Um, all right. So coming up to this, uh, the last segment here of the, uh, the show, uh, David, this is where I ask five questions, same five questions that I ask my guests. Uh, so first question is what's one hobby do you enjoy? Endurance sports. I don't look it. I am definitely built like a power lifter, but I enjoy, uh, long runs, long bike rides. I'm training for a half Ironman, uh, in December right now. Hmm. It's, and it's kind of like a Zen thing. Like you get into a really long run and you just can like zone out and zone just, out. it's cool. I hate running. Man. <laughs> it takes a while. Like you yeah. gotta get to a certain point you before you can enjoy it. it. Um, second question. If you had to choose one person dead or living to hang out with for one day, Elon Musk. All right. Why, why Elon? <laughs> why not Elon? Right. Do you know anyone else who wrecked a McLaren F1 and then got out and remember and like was laughing and told the guy, this dude total for those of you who don't know this story, I love this. This embodies Elon to me. He totaled a McLaren F1, one of the most iconic and expensive sports cars in the world ever. And he totals this thing and he's laughing after they like flip it and damn near die. And the guy in the passenger seat's like, What's so funny? And he goes, Oh, you don't know the best part. I didn't even have insurance. And then he like <laughs> took a ta- took a taxi back to his house, like didn't even wait, like just left, left the scene, was like, ah, all right, well, that stinks. Like <laughs> I don't know. Elon, I mean, he's literally just completely changing the world. And he's also like, just seems like he'd be a really fun person to hang out with too. Like he's not like super boring or anything. So, yeah. Did you, uh, did you get to uh, listen to his podcast with Joe Rogan? The show? Yeah. The first one or the second one? (laughs) He's been on Oh, I'm not, I I thought that was a. Maybe, maybe not. But like it's spoken the blunt. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I listened to that. I actually use that as an example for why I prefer real estate over stocks. Cause I'm like, you know what? The day after Elon smoked a blunt, Tesla dropped 9% and my rentals were the same, <laughs> so, but yeah. Elon Musk. All right. Yeah, um, that guy's crazy. Next question. Recommend a book for our audience to read. If you haven't done so, I would maybe say rich dad, poor dad, but I think that people in the military should read the four hour work week by Tim Ferriss. And I think that because, and not just the military, any W-2 job, people tend to get wrapped up in this mentality of like, how can I do the least amount of work to leave work at the right time and not get fired? But the four-hour work week changes your mindset to like, how can I get the absolute most done in this day? And I think that's, if you want to exceed and excel in life, that's the way to do it. I got the book. I meant to grab it before we started, but, but yeah, I do have that book. That's, that's a great book. <laughs> you can't see it, but it's right above me back there. Yeah. Um, what's your favorite quote and why? That changes so often, but I think burn the ships, the Hernan Cortez quote Cortez, from yeah. back in whenever where 1500s you know, or so. Yeah. I mean, you know, the story he was, yeah. he was faced with undomitable odds stacked against him and he, all his men were like, we're screwed. We're going to die. And he just burned all the ships and was like, well, you don't have another option. We can't leave now. So uh, you should probably figure it out. And then they won. Yeah. So uh, it's just the idea of going all in. 
succeed or fail. Yeah. <laughs> Point of no return is what they, you know, the term. Yeah. I love that, man. Um, so next question, what do you see yourself in a year, five years, or even 10 years from now? A year from now, I'll be, well, ooh, a year from now, yesterday, I will have eas officially from active duty. I will be back in Springfield, Missouri, and I will be build, scaling vertically with all of my little businesses in Springfield and uh, not taking a W-2 job because I don't plan on ever doing that again. Five and 10 years from now, I plan to be completely unemployable, hopefully uh, doing some speaking gigs, doing some coaching. I will have authored at least two books and um, just able to spend time doing what I want to do and working on what I want to work on and hopefully helping service members make better financial decisions. That's awesome, man. And I love the fact that you you are detailed in what you wanted to do. Like you have it in your head. It's on a vision uh, board. Yeah. Every day. Second guest that said that I got a vision board as well. That's if you, for those of you guys listening, make sure you get a vision board. Yeah. Um, so David, uh, like I said, this has been a great episode. Uh, you dropped some great knowledge for our audience to uh, take action on. Um, just one last thing. How can our audience and uh, stay in touch with you? Uh, from military to millionaire.com is the website. There's a YouTube and everything else. Um, at from military to millionaire on Instagram is probably the best way to actually talk to me directly if you want to reach out. And then if the we mentioned the war room, so if that was something that sounded interesting, uh, you can shoot me a message on Instagram or shoot an email over to wrmastermind at gmail.com and we can uh, answer any questions. But uh, ultimately, love to talk to you and ev almost everything I put out is completely free content. So I uh, just, you know, here to help answer questions. So if you got questions, let me know. You guys also got a podcast too, right? Make sure you guys. Oh yeah. I should say that. Yeah. The military millionaire podcast. We've got uh, <laughs> I think episode one eleven just aired today. So it's been going for a little while now. Pretty solid. I don't know if it's any good. I don't listen to the episodes after I record them. So it probably sucks. <laughs> no, no, it's, it's, it's been good. Yeah. We've actually had some pretty cool guests. I've had a, uh, Brandon Turner. I had Donnie O'Malley recently yeah, of Vet TV. Yeah. Uh, Honoré Quarter, who's written like 50 books. Um, that some, was the last episode. Yeah, that's the one that just came out. We've had some really some really good ones over the years. I've got – I'm always torn. Like, do I want to go with some – I could probably get some bigger guests, but then I kind of prefer interviewing, like, average, everyday people. So it's mm – -hmm. I don't know. Yeah, it's always who knows. It's like you get, like, Gary or Grant Cardone on the podcast, and it's like, oh, that's cool, but – everybody's already heard of his story so. right yeah yeah that's awesome man so guys make sure make sure you all check that out check out the website from military to millionaire.com um so david one final thing um what can i do for you hmm and you know just i think just staying in touch right like if, if you're in the facebook group or whatever you know be a part of the community hang out talk do whatever share share content it's always the best I don't, I, I'm like you trying to run a business on active duty. So it's like, you're just playing catch up 24 seven. It's almost like, I don't have time to figure out what, what other yeah. help I need. Most definitely. <laughs> you, you know how it goes. Yeah. Um, all right, guys. So like I said, make sure you guys check out the website from military to millionaire, uh, check out the podcast, make sure you uh, link up with them on Instagram. Uh, David, it's been a pleasure. I appreciate you for having, uh, for being on here and taking the time and, uh, I'll talk to you soon, bro. Yeah, bro. Thanks for having me. All right, guys. Take care.
Hey everyone, Raiden here. I just want to thank you for listening to our podcast. And make sure you guys go check out our website, fortist-fidelis.com. Again, that's fortist-fidelis.com. And learn how you can help us support in providing these memorial coins to the families of the fallen. And make sure you guys go follow our social media on Facebook, FRTS, FDLS. Again, that's FRTS, FDLS. And on Instagram and Twitter at FRTS underscore FDLS. Again, that's FRTS underscore FDLS. And make sure you guys go subscribe, review, and leave a comment on our podcast on all the podcast platforms. Till then, take care.